Do you like to learn about random wild stuff? You know, the things you didn't think you needed to know about, then realize you should? Then welcome to Nothing Off Limits, the podcast that gives you one place to go for something different. Impress your next party guest with your unusual body of knowledge. And if you dig the show, get more information at ladyfoxentertainment.com and subscribe, rate, or review. Thanks. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Nothing Off Limits. I'm continuing the dating topic this week with men's relationship and intimacy coach Stephanie Ganowski. Stephanie works with men to give them the tools to overcome anxiety and gain massive confidence in the dating world. Now get this, she was taught by world-renowned author John Gray. You guys all know who this guy is. He's men are from Mars, women are from Venus. And he taught her gender intelligence, which she provides to her clients and which gives them the keys to unlocking the secret language of women while remaining mentally confident in the process. Stephanie draws upon her diverse background in psychology, coaching, yoga, fitness, and health, as well as being licensed specifically in relationships, sex, and mindset. The website that you can visit her at is sgdatingcoach.com. You can also connect with her on Instagram at let's.talk.relationships. I'll put the links in the show notes. Welcome, Stephanie. Thanks, Michelle. Instagram rocks. I just, I did a little search. I was specifically looking for a men's dating coach and boom, there you were. <laughs> That's awesome. You're like, your SEO is on point. <laughs> Great. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I want to start, and I usually start uh, episodes in this way, by learning more about you and your personal journey. What brought you to where you are now being a, a coach for men? Um, it's funny because I was, I was a fitness coach for about five years and when I was in the fitness world, I realized, first of all, I became really interested and more curious about people just because I was always working with people on a daily basis. And I was used as a therapist for most of my fitness clients. And <laughs> That's like a hairstylist too. Salon. Right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's like, you know, it's a very safe place for someone to be with their trainer, someone they trust, someone who's trying to help them improve their life. And it just opened me up to this new this new way of communicating, this intimate way of communicating with, with people I just met and, um, and people who put their faith and trust in me. And a lot of those people were men. And mm. it was funny because at the time, um, I had, you know, a friend of mine was like, you know what, you'd be really, you'd be a really interesting dating coach working with men specifically. And at the time I had, I had, I had my own personal issues around men. You know, I, I saw them a certain way and I wasn't very comfortable, um, with men at the time. So it was very like, my reaction right away was like, Oh, hell no. Like they would sexually harass me on a daily basis. They would make, <laughs> make me uncomfortable. Like no way. I hate men. And I really did hate men at the time. And, um, you know, not all men, but a lot of men, I just held resentment towards and, and you know, whatever. So, yeah. so I'm working with these clients and I realized that, you know, fitness is more about the mentality of fitness. You can't lose weight or change your life unless you're thinking about it too. It's not just the physical the physical workout. So then I went into mindset coaching and that transition to mindset mm -hmm. um, where I was doing fitness, but more focused on the mind and the mental uh, routine of how, how to stay fit and how to keep, you know, a healthy life. So after that, um, I moved to LA. I was working about five different jobs, freelancing, like different things. I was bartending and, and um, I had my own little massage practice. Um, you know, I was, I was fitness coaching and a, a couple other things. So I moved to LA on a whim. I just moved out here, bought a one-way ticket. From where? And then I, from New Jersey. Oh, all right. I'm from the East Coast too. Come on now. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, oh I'm from God. PA. Girl, oh, we got to get so together. Funny. 
Yeah. We do. We do. <laughs> Too much. All right. Fun. So anyway, I digress. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I come out here and I read John Gray's book because my mom's like, oh, you should read this book. It's really good. And I was like, you know, I've been wanting to for years. I never have. So I read it and I was like, oh my God, I, I was, I was obsessed. And I did study psychology in college. I have a bachelor's, uh, I have a psych degree. So I, with that, along with my, you know, working with so many people, I was like, you know what, I'd make an awesome relationship coach. And after, you know, in the process, it was, a, it was a long story, but I kind of overcame my fear of men and that mindset that I had towards men. And I flipped it and I found a way to really um, take control over my mind and realize that, you know, it's up to me to decide how I feel about certain people, you mm -hmm. know, and, and it really was all in my head. And I had a choice to see men whatever way I chose to see them. And I, after making, building very strong relationships with a few men, right over Instagram, I met like five men that really changed my life. And I was just like, you know what? If there are men like this, there must be more like them out there and I'm mm. going to find them. That's and awesome. with that mentality, yeah, I had so many men just randomly reaching out to me and we built friendships and just through Instagram. And it was so funny because I had so many best friends who lived in Australia and who ran crazy businesses. And, you know, some were, had girlfriends, but they were still so respectful of their relationships and still, you know, treated me as such a special woman in their life. And I was just like, oh my God, I love men right now. And I want to work with men. <laughs> and it was just funny how that everything just flowed together out of yeah. nowhere. And with John Gray's books, I took his course and I was certified through him. I went to Vegas and was personally trained by him. And he's just incredible. Oh my God, to just be in the same room as him and just hear everything he has to say. It's like, oh, it's like there aren't enough hours in the day. <laughs> I'm just so super passionate about it. I just started growing um, a business right over Instagram. And I just, you know, all the men I'm attracting to my page are amazing, incredible men that are just so respectful and so so worthy of such amazing women. And I just, I want to help them find those women and I yeah. want to help them attract those women. And I want to help them build confidence in themselves so that they do feel comfortable attracting those women. What a great story. I love it. Thank what you. a great story. Thanks. Yeah. And I like how you took what was originally a fear or, you know, your dislike of men. Like you had this belief system that had been formed based on your experiences with certain men. Mm -hmm. And you took that, that obstacle and then turned it into your new path. So it's like, and they say that there's, yeah. I can't remember the author, but there's someone who, who wrote about that, like the obstacle is the way. <laughs> that mm. is the way. Um, so, but you yeah. did that and I love how you just started your business on Instagram. Like a lot of this is very inspiring and you can hear the passion that you have for wanting to help improve relationships and and from the men's yeah. side of things too because and being a woman I think that that's really awesome because you're going to help um, more women kind of get over their own belief systems from their bad experiences right and and of course for the exactly. guys out there listening like guys have had bad experiences with women so it goes both ways right exactly yeah. yeah and that's something that I'm constantly preaching is like okay let's see the other side let's see the other perspective and I always mm -hmm. try to bounce back from different perspectives you know whether it's yeah. male female or Whatever it may be, it's just we all have our own perspectives based on our own past and our conditioned behaviors from childhood, and we all see things different ways. So it's mm -hmm. kind of like it's kind of just trying to crack the code of why you, why do most men see it this way and why do most women see it this way, and how can yeah. we help them understand one another? And totally. um, that was something I learned about myself was like I didn't choose to see them that way because I didn't want to, I didn't understand. And that's the thing. Once I took time to study and really focus you know, my mind in, in that world of communication and, and what 
you know, what's going on in the male brain and what's going on in the female brain and why do we feel these way, this way and how can we feel better about each other and help each other, then it just, it just starts falling together. And it's, it's that understanding that really mm-hmm. we need to do more of. Yeah, so let's let's dive into that a little bit more and let's start with why we attract each other, right? Like because I think that there are going to be a lot of people out there listening who are going to totally relate to what I'm about to say, which is why do I always attract the wrong person? You know, and it's like mm-hmm. we we've, we've all been there. So so let's dive into attraction as it is and like tell us more about it and how it works and then how we can shift it in order to attract the right person. Yeah. So as far as the science of attraction goes, you know, they, it's, it's really about setting intention and having focus on what we want because the majority of us just know what we don't want. And that's then what we focus on because our brain is on the lookout for what we don't want so that we don't get it. Right. But in the end we get it because we're focused on it. So it's kind of like, you know, don't think of a pink elephant. You're going to think about it. Right. Because you're telling yourself not to think about it. But the, the main thing is that pink elephant. That's just, in your head now. So it's kind of the same thing. It's like, I don't want someone like this. I don't want someone who does this. I don't want someone. And then all of a sudden you're mm-hmm. tracking that exact person that you don't want because you're focused on Totally. That. Well, that's like when I say to myself, I'm like, guys just want to fuck me. They don't want to be in a relationship with me. And so, yeah, mm. I keep getting guys that just want to fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> Which totally makes sense. And but I don't um, want that. Then what do you want? <laughs> That's the question. I want a great guy. I know that there are great men out there. I'm not I'm not a man hater. Um, but I have had a lot of bad men in my life who just like weren't ready for real relationship and communication and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. They're just sort of like hanging out, you know, and didn't really respect that process. And so I want a guy who's like conscious and awake and is willing to put work in. Yeah, then you have to set that intention and you have to even if it's on a daily basis, you know, writing down, maybe not writing down every day, but write, take some time, take like 20 minutes out of a day and just write down all of the qualities, specific, specific detailed qualities of the partner you want. You know, whoever it may be, just write down all of the qualities, like make your own person, kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, create your own, your own person, give them a name, like everything you need to do to make them so real to you. Hmm. And by having those qualities that you want, your brain will then be on the lookout for those qualities you want because your focus is on those qualities. Yeah. You know, if we don't set that intention for good things, our brain will always automatically look for the negative. That's why like so many people have, you know, are in a bad mood or they're always focused on the bad things. It's because our brain is looking, it's trying to keep us safe. So our brain can only look for the, like automatically looks for the bad things so Mm. that it can keep us away from them. It's kind of like, you know, this ties back to evolution where it's like, look out for the lion, keep on the lookout so that you don't die. It's kind of that same (laughs) thing is happening unless we set a good intention. Right, right. Okay, so it's all about, it goes back to this mindset piece, right? Yes. And and you can't just, you have to focus on like actual qualities, like values, value systems and things like that. You yeah. can't just think about, you know, how they dress. Although, I'm a nice guy. <laughs> right, you can't nice be too mean? general. What does that, you know, go into it? Yeah. But also, you can't just focus on their physical appearance either, which I think is a go-to, mm. especially for men, because men are really visual. Um, you know, they'll be like, oh, well, she's got to be blonde and have long legs and, you know, whatever. Do you tell your clients or do you coach your clients to stay away from that kind of hopes and wishes and trying to manifest that and just keep it more to who they are as a person or do you say it's okay to include some physical characteristics as well? Yeah. I mean, it's totally fine to include physical characteristics. I think that's very important. We want to be 
sexually and physically attracted to the person we end up with, right? Like that's very important. And um, especially for men, because men are more visually drawn to women than women are visually drawn to men. So it is important. And I do have them add that. And it's interesting though, because most men I get on the phone with, pretty much all of them will always state values first before the physical. Really? So yeah, yeah. That's a good surprise. It is a good surprise. And I'm just, but the first thing they say to me is like, oh, I never thought to, to like think about what I wanted. So like they never did this before, but yet the first time they do it, they do list the values on top. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Nice. So yeah, okay. it really is about, you know, setting intention for what and who you want to attract and what you want in your life. It's very important. Yeah. So what are some tips that, or what are some ways that you, you guide your clients into making themselves the partner that they want to have, you know, be who you want to attract? Well, something I definitely do with all of them is create a confidence routine, have it in their daily routine to uplift themselves in some way, whether it's looking at the mirror and stating three affirmations about themselves, whether they're at that point or whether they want to feel that point. I just have them state like three affirmations in the present tense so that their body feels like they are in that place. So say, for instance, like one of my clients will get up in the morning and right away go to the mirror, you know, when he's about to brush his teeth or whatever, go to the mirror and say, I am, I feel confident in my body, in my mind. And I know that I can I can attract any woman anywhere at any time. Wow. Something like that, where it's, Yeah, like very confident. And I have them include the body language, which is the most important part, is having the feeling in their body as they're stating these powerful words. Think about it. Like if your body doesn't feel it, you could if you're hunched over and you say those words, it's not believable. Like oh, you're just gonna say it like, Oh, I'm confident, I can attract any woman. You know, it's not gonna come off confident. This just reminded me of this episode of Transparent where Judith Light, she takes on this like improv class and she creates this character named Mario. And she's like, hey, hey, Mario, fuck you. You know, and so like I just imagined Mario in the mirror. <laughs> oh, my God. My brain. My, he's very confident. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. So it is like sometimes I even tell them to do something like that. I'll be like embody. If you don't feel it in yourself, like embody. Think of a, an actor, someone who's very confident, who you want to be more like or who appears very confident to you and just take over their body language. You know, mm-hmm. like if you don't feel like you can do it in yourself, pretend like you're someone else in the moment yeah. just to Fake trick your it body till you make it. and then say those words. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because if your body doesn't feel it and you don't have the emotion, you won't believe it. And then mm-hmm. the words will mean nothing. But the more you attach the body to the words, the more you go out in public and convince, you know, the rest of the world that you are that way and that you feel mm-hmm. that way because you're yeah. showing it, you're portraying it. That's great. So this like daily routine of saying positive affirmations helps build that confidence. Yes, for sure. With the body language. Yeah. Okay. And have you had any guys like resist it and say, "Uh, I feel dumb doing this? Or have you had any pushback at all? Or do you feel like all of your clients are just really ready to make changes? My clients are ready. And I love this about them because (laughs) it has been the same in that they they do it right away. Like they don't question it in the beginning. They'll be like, okay. And I'm like, are you taking like, write this down, make sure, you know, make sure we're going to do this. And, um, and then they come back to me and then they tell me like two weeks later, how amazing they feel. 
And they're like, Steph, honestly, like I thought it was stupid in the beginning. Like I thought it was weird. It was uncomfortable. <laughs> I really didn't want to do it. But like, hey, it's working. So fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you find that sometimes you have to sort of like reel a guy back in? Maybe he gets a little too confident and steps over the line and gets a little arrogant. No, I actually never found that with my clients. Um, typically, that will happen in the very beginning, not after we do the exercises. Hmm. So okay. if anything, they'll say that, you know, come off like, oh, well, I'm doing everything right. And like, it's her. It's, it's, it's the women. And it's like, okay, man, you can't change if you're blaming the women. Like, we need to do some work on you and see what's going on with you. Yeah. And, um, you know, sometimes right. it may be the partner that you're with, but some, but it takes two. It takes two to tango, Absolutely. right? Like, everything's about both of us. Yes. And just by changing yourself, you can change your, rela- your entire relationship with someone else. Just mm-hmm. by changing yourself, the entire relationship can change. Your partner doesn't even have to change or do anything. It's yeah. all how you perceive it, how you take it on. And if it's, if it's healthy for you and you want to continue in it and it's not, you know, that person's not dragging you down in the wrong direction, then it's, mm-hmm. then it's good that you do a little, you know, self-improvement on your own and then you feel sure. better about the whole relationship moving forward. Yeah. And also you mentioned earlier studying, like understanding things. And so you studied with John Gray, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, about gender intelligence. So tell us more about that and then how you translate that knowledge to your clients. So gender intelligence comes with the idea that that men and women think differently, whether it's from the from their brain initially, like since since the infant stages, or whether it's you know, how we were socially conditioned to believe certain things, to not do certain things, to, you know, be ladylike or do this, you know, man up. So it's, um, it's a lot of like explaining, okay, let's think of why, why women overthink things or why she gets emotional or can't decide on where to eat or like, you know, why um, she remembers every little thing that you did that like pissed her off from years ago, like helping (laughs) men understand all these little things, PMS. I've been teaching a lot of my guys about PMS and what that means. And that's something that men are totally oblivious, oblivious to. And I think it's very important that they understand, you know, what's going on in our body and what we're dealing with and that we're not making this up. Yeah. And not to call us crazy. That gets on my damn nerves. You're acting crazy. You're crazy. Um, no, I'm hormonal. <laughs> it's a serious hormonal imbalance that actually makes us feel, it makes us feel like women, some do feel like they were going crazy and it's, it is uncomfortable because we can't control it and it's not yeah. up to us. But when other people who are judging us, you know, calling us things that they have never experienced it, many women of course get offended and get very defensive about it. And that's just it's not the way to go about it. And so I, I'm like, okay, if men can understand exactly what it is, what we're going through, how we feel during the process, they'll be a little more empathetic when it comes mm-hmm. to us going through that stage of life. And an empathetic man will, will do things to help a woman going through that, you know? So it's just yeah. by him understanding, it helps her also. And it helps, it helps her to know that she's with a man who's, who knows what's going on with her, you know, is aware of what's going on in her body. That's, that yeah. makes a woman feel safe and, you know, appreciated for who she is. So it's just, it goes both ways with everything. Like the mm-hmm. understanding is, so important. And, you know, when it comes to men, men are more direct creatures. And this, some of this does have to do with, um, with brain function as men are the corpus callosum, which divides the two hemispheres of the brain is much larger. Like there's much more connection in a woman's brain. That's why we multitask. That's why Mm. we do many different things at once. We get overwhelmed easily, easier. Mm -hmm. And men use one part of the brain at once. That's why men are more direct. They're more (laughs) focused. They're more on the hunt, like hunt, kill the kill the animal, come back, you know, like yeah. that's how a man's brain is, is, um, 
you know, that's how it works. So it's understanding those things that men are more, whatever a man says is typically what he means. Whereas a woman says something, sometimes it has different meanings. And, you know, this, I even explain, so I explain this to guys on my Instagram. Like I give them a lesson every day and, and, um, you know, some things I'll say, you know, women will mean, even with when women are talking to our friends, like even when we're talking to our friends, sometimes they'll be like, Oh, I didn't mean like that. Like, I mean like this, like even we have to explain it to each other. So like mm-hmm. just the fact that we have to, you know, re-explain something to another woman, it just shows you that men are clueless because men are more simple creatures, you know? So it's, yeah. it's understanding that as well. Yeah. I mean, it just reminded me, um, I used to work with my ex-husband and, and we used to do music and he'd be manning the controls and I'd be like, oh, oh, I changed this and then and then that and then this. And he's like, whoa, whoa, one thing at a time, one thing at a time, <laughs> you know? And so yeah, that yeah. sort of taught me that whenever I'm, I'm doing a project or working with a man or or in a relationship with a man, I don't dump all of the issues onto the plate at one time. <laughs> you know, it's more mm-hmm. like, hey, I wanted to talk about this thing. And then like, wait before you bring up something else. Because if you bring up like 50 things, then he can't, he doesn't understand like no processing capabilities, you know, does not work that way. Yeah. Does not compute. Yeah, it's very different. Yeah, especially with hormones too, like testosterone, like when a man, if a man comes home and uses, um, and now there's many females in the workplace now too. So he, he goes home, but when a man goes to work, uses up his testosterone, he has to come home and rebuild it by going to, you know, what John Gray calls the man cave, you know, like a man comes Mm -hmm. home and like he needs his space to himself. Yeah. But when women, when women to, um, she uses her testosterone um, but then she wants to talk, you know, like women like to talk to feel better and men need a little space to feel better. Mm-hmm. So that's a difference too, that I think, um, many men and women aren't, um, so familiar with is that men need that time to, to kind of reorganize their brain and get back to normal where women want to talk about stuff to get back to normal and feel better. Yeah. And I mean, we're generalizing here too. And I just want to, I want to point that out because I'm sure that there are some people who are different. You know, I, I know some women who need, they're more introverted. They need a lot of alone time to recharge their batteries. So I think it just varies, of course. So, so we're generalizing just so the listeners know. And also this brings me to a thought that I had while you were chatting. I want the audience to know, too, that we are speaking in very traditional gender roles of male, female. But like if you were to work with a gay person, it would still apply, right? Like all of this gender intelligence stuff. Yeah, everything would still apply because you still have the same hormones, right? So and even with that, you know, like coming back to rebuild testosterone, some women are higher in testosterone. So it really just depends like where your hormone balance is. Um, in terms of with your partner and sometimes based on who your partner is or what hormones they have, you're, mm-hmm. you'll have a fluctuation. And sometimes one of them, one person's higher in estrogen, one person's higher in testosterone. So sometimes it's evened out. So it really matter. It really just depends on your, your hormones. So guys get hormonal too. And I think that this is something that, you know, men listening should understand. It's like, don't get on us about PMS. You guys get, you know, surges of testosterone too, right? (laughs) First of all, what's interesting is that they found out in the last maybe like 10 years or so that it's actually not the testosterone in men that make them aggressive and emotional. It's actually estrogen in men that does that. Mm -hmm. So while all this time we were thinking, oh, he's so like high high T, you know, that's why he's angry and throwing things. It's really is high estrogen. 
So interesting. That's an, an interesting fact. Yeah. Um, yeah, I recently found that discovery. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, other than that, as far as my as far as my male clients um, and their hormones, if they feel if they feel really off, I'll have them. I mean, I just advise them to go get tested by a doctor, you know, because I can't, I can't like test their hormones just by speaking with them. They would have to do, you know, some blood work to get an accurate result. But, but yeah, when they're, when they're really off, it's just, it's just trying to figure out if it's, um, if it's actually hormonal or if it's just something in their head, that's a repetitive thought that's maybe holding them back or making them feel a certain way. And that's, that's why I love what I do because working with men's emotions and helping them just talk about shit. Like, just talk to me, you know, like, let's yeah. figure out what's going on and let's figure out why you feel this way about women. And why do you have all this anxiety around dating? Like what's really going on? And it's, yeah. it's about getting to the root of the problem and really trying to figure out like what's, what's really holding them back and what do they mm. want to talk about? And what have they never talked about with anyone before that maybe just talking about it makes them feel totally fine in the dating yeah. world, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so no, it's, totally. It's very interesting, but that must be hard for some guys because not all men are about talking or about exploring. Like I, recently, there's there's a, a guy I know who was kind of bringing his parents' relationship into his own relationships, and it was sabotaging them. And you know, I sort of pointed that out, and I was like, "Hey, I think that you're owning something that you shouldn't own." Like this, their their relationship doesn't belong to you. So why are you carrying that into yours? You know, and that was sort of like this eye opening moment, and it it made him angry at first, but then it caused him to start to explore it a little bit more. Um, but he still won't really talk about it too much and gets kind of defensive about it, and still does this thing where he like runs. He like runs away from intimacy and closeness. It's hard for men to talk. So how do you get them to come out of their shell and to really face something and to really truly deal with it and not just try to man up as they've been taught to in their lives? If there's something they really can't talk to me about, which surprisingly, most of them tell me everything, even on the first call, like the amount of shit like men tell me and the, you know, what they tell me is just, I feel so, I feel like, you know, so trusted. And it's just like, wow, I cannot believe they're opening up to me. Like they just met me and they're telling me all of this. So part of me is like, wow, they just, they want to talk. They just have no one opening up to hear them. Mm-hmm. And then another part of me is, I mean, another part of the reality is that um, some men are not ready to talk and some men really want to work with me. And they're like, I'm not ready to confront like this issue. And then I say, okay, well, if you know, you're not talking about things that need to be talked about and you, then we can't, you know, you can't solve the problem. So it's really like, you can't just beat around the bush and, and get what you want. You have to go through it. You have to, you have to actually heal yourself from whatever you're struggling with. Totally. Um, but I do have them write my clients if they can't express something that's very emotional or very deep or very something that hurt them, I have them write it out and write Mm -hmm. letters. So I think there's, there's, immense power in writing your feelings because you're actually releasing that emotion and getting it out of your head onto the paper and then burning the paper, ripping the paper up. Um, and in that way, it's like, it's a detachment. It's you detaching from that emotion you've been holding onto for so long because now you've translated it into your own creative art, which is, you know, you're writing on paper. It's not, it's not typing it, writing it out. And then with those feelings, emotions are released you know, in the privacy of their own home without me on a call with them, them just doing this by themselves. And then they, they burn it or they get it out. Mm -hmm. And then that, that tends to really help a lot of men. And that's, that's something that 
that I think is a really healthy way of, of them dealing with their emotions. What are the most common things that men come to you about? Like, I mean, you talk about confidence and that sort of thing, but are there specific issues that you find are a theme, like guys who are um, tired of women cheating on them, or they're they're too afraid to get too close, or they feel like they're non-committal, like they'll never get married? Like, what are the common themes? Yeah, a common theme is definitely women using them for sex and then leaving. Huh, that sounds familiar. Which I thought familiar. was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was very interesting. And, um, and that's definitely, that's a common theme. And I try to explain to them, like, you know, wh- what type of woman is this? So let's, let's explore the type of woman she is based on her qualities and her, you know, what you know about her and how your relationship is otherwise besides the sex. And by, by going through, you know, the type of, by exploring her, it kind of explains to him the type of woman he's attracting and maybe what her intentions are. And it kind of opens them up to like, wow, okay, I've been attracting a woman who's unavailable because I'm afraid of intimacy or I'm afraid, Mm. you know, I have a fear of women who are available or who want to be with me. I'm afraid of my future, you know, just because it's of the uncertainty. And a lot of men have this fear of uncertainty and rejection. And those are, those are, I find the two big ones. So I think it has a lot to do with who the type of women they're attracting. And sometimes you you find that these women, you know, just based on their qualities, that maybe these women are afraid of a man who treats them well. And, you know, because as women, if we don't treat ourselves well, or men too, if we don't treat ourselves well, we don't believe that we're deserving of love or we're deserving of being treated nice. Because if we can't treat ourselves nice, how can we be with someone who treats us nice? It's uncomfortable. You know, it's scary. So we would rather be with someone who treats us like shit because that's more comfortable to us. Yeah. I mean, that could be one explanation. There could be other reasons why. You know what I mean? Maybe she doesn't, she has a similar thing where she doesn't like to get too close to people. It's not that she doesn't love herself. It's that that's all she wants. She's more focused on her career or doing other things or whatever it is. So, you know. Yeah, and I say sometimes like women just want to hook up and some, like you may be attracting a woman who only wants sex. Yeah. And that's okay. Like people do that. Um, You know, you may be attracting a woman you know, there are, there are many reasons, but that's the point is I try to make them see like different perspectives. Like Mm -hmm. some women are like this. Some women have this going on. Some women do this. Yeah. Well, that's where communication comes in and where like a guy needs to be willing to talk to the partner that he has and say, you know, where are you at? What do you want? Like, do you want, are you looking for something? Because I'm not ready for that or whatever he needs to say. And that's the thing, like most men will not ask. Yeah. Like they just don't ask her. And it's like, why don't you just act like they'll come to me and say, like, oh, I want to know why she's doing this. And I'm like, did you ask her? And they're like, no. Like, why? Why not? Right. Just Stop the her. guessing games. You know what I mean? Mm. So is this why guys like run? They run for the hills. Like if you are like an, and I've been in this position where I've literally put myself in front of a guy I've been dating and been like, hey, what's going on with this? Like, what are we doing? We spend so much time together. Are we together? Are we a couple? Or like, what is this? You know, like, and I've put myself in front of them and be like, I want a relationship. Where are you at? And then they they get freaked out and run because they didn't want to put a label on it or whatever. Why does that happen? And, you know, how do you help your male clients to stop that reaction to commitment? Like, what's so scary about it? Well, of course, there's personal reasons why people run. And, you know, we'll go in general sense, like people don't connect. You know, they went into it with the intention of just a hookup. But when a man knows what he wants, testosterone builds up. So 
the same thing happens when he's chasing a woman or desiring her. So he has this high level of testosterone. And mm-hmm. as he grows closer to her, oxytocin, which is the bonding hormone, um, that rises as well. And then when they, after orgasm, that's when a, that's when a man and woman feel immensely bonded, like the most connection, the most bonded, right? Like mm-hmm. right after orgasm, they're connected. But unfortunately, oxytocin lowers testosterone, which then makes a man not feel so certain. And then he, he runs. Interesting. Yeah. As John Gray explains it, men are like rubber bands. So they need to pull back to gain confidence again so that they know they have to, they can come back to her and that they're emotionally ready for her. But the problem is women, yeah, women are emotionally connected after sex and they're flooded with oxytocin. So then she starts questioning, questioning herself and him, you know, like we were like, what's wrong? What did I do? Like what, what Mm -hmm. happened? Mm -hmm. And then he's just in his head, like he didn't have enough space to kind of do the, to pull apart enough to get that clarity. Okay. Is this what I want? Okay. Yes. This is what I want. I'm going to go back to her. So like, while he's doing that, like she doesn't give him the time, you know, for the for hormonal, hormone, hormonally speaking. <laughs> so then a woman, because she, she's flooded with that feeling of emotion, she's running after him being like, what happened? Like, do you want to be with me? Yeah. What's going on? And he doesn't feel like he ever got that pull that he needed. Mm-hmm. But I think what the problem with that is, though, and this is probably what happens in a lot of situations, is that that time that the guy needs to pull back and reassess or whatever he needs to do. Um, I know I sound bitter about that because what I'm about to say is that then in a big city like L.A. or New York, it's like then there's all these other options that present themselves during mm. that pullback phase. And then he forgets about the first one. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So, so much distraction and so yeah. much gratification. You know, Bumble is right at our fingertips. Oh my god! Entirely. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and things have changed. I mean, this isn't the fifties where like yeah. you met someone and then you dated them over a period of time, and like you just kind of put your focus on that person, and you would yeah. see each other in person. There was no like texting or any of that. Like you called their landline. You know, it's like stuff doesn't work like that mm-hmm. anymore. So how do you and help men? And that's what's tough is like we're hormonally built and wired to, for it to work like it used to work. You know, yeah. not like right now it's very hard with the right. Too many distractions, too many options. And so, and I think that that is adding to the the problem of like people having trouble dating because they're just, there's, there's too much going on. Like there's noise, you know? And so, and for me, like, and, and I don't know if, if you hear this from any of your male clients, but like as a woman, the older that I get, the more that I'm, I, I get, I go through phases, with the dating apps. I'll, I'll try it for a little and then I get frustrated again. And, and then I'll just be like, you know what? No, I'm going to meet somebody organically and just put my focus on, on that. And so I've done that a few different times. <clears throat> and I find that it works a lot better if I meet someone organically versus off a dating app just because of that reason. But do you think that guys don't see it that way and they, they like the options because they're visual or what? Um, I think they like the options. But then again, I think when it comes to you know, engaging in conversation in person, which you eventually have to do, that's where the majority of men struggle because they get nervous and they lack confidence in the physical world now that they're so used to communicating, you know, through DM and through dating apps. Right. But it's, it's, a, different, it's a different story once you're face to face. And I think um, that the approach, that's why like so many men come to me basically for the approach and the conversation flow, which is the part that makes them the most nervous when it comes to women, because you know, approaching online is different from approaching in person. So totally. how do I actually approach her and not feel rejected and mm-hmm. not feel hurt by her turning me away or not being interested? 
And I think that men like to, you know, men and women like to play the, the dating game online and, and play around the apps and just do the swipes. And, and that's the problem. We made human, human beings a game. You know, like swiping, yeah. like these are actual people you're swiping through. This isn't like, I know. you know, you're not trying to just get to the next level. Like it's someone's life. It's a, it's a human being. So I think we're losing that, that beauty of, you know, people as individuals. And I think that's why it gets confusing when we do meet in person. It's kind of just treating everyone the same as if they're just another swipe. And it's like, okay, we got to dig a little deeper into who this person is and like, what makes them, what makes them laugh and what makes them happy? What, what makes them excited? and that comes with conversation too and steering the conversation towards things that make people that make people elicit a better emotion, you know, get mm-hmm. a better emotion out of them because so often we say, Oh, what do you do for a living? And then it's like, most people don't love their jobs. So the reaction is just oh, like, you know, the same questions on every date. What do I do for a living? Yeah. I have to talk about work. I just was at work all day. Now I got to talk about it again with someone mm-hmm. I'm trying to, you know, be with. So what I do is tell, tell my guys to whatever emotion you want to feel Ask, a, ask that person, ask that woman a question to get that emotion out of her. So like, if you want to feel excited on the date, ask her an exciting question. Like ask her a question that will make her give you an excited response so that she feels really good and that you feel good getting, getting the response and you guys connect in a different way than just, yeah. you know, the basic, basic conversation, mm-hmm. conversational small talk that so many people hate and they totally. just want to get it over with. Well, that once again, it's because they're afraid to connect or to really, you know, like go to yeah. a place where you're willing to be vulnerable and share things about yourself. I'm not anymore, you know, and sometimes that's a turnoff for certain guys. Like they don't want to hear about what I'm really feeling or thinking. Like they want to keep it general. It's easier. It's lighter. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. But I prefer mm-hmm. deeper conversation, true connection, or finding out through conversation that maybe your belief systems don't match. And that's okay. You know what I mean? And just sort of like accepting and you that. you need to find those things out, right? Totally. <laughs> and then dating is. It's like yeah. testing each other out. All right. So for guys who have come to you and they have true anxiety, like something has happened, whether it was, you know, through their environment or through actual experiences they had. There is a way to work through this, and you and I spoke about it offline, and I would love for you to share it with the listeners. It's called Direct Neurofeedback. It's fascinating. Tell us more. Okay, so Direct Neurofeedback was something I found through a friend of mine I met out here, um, and he said he was struggling with depression for 10 years, and Direct Neurofeedback cured him. And I was like, within a year or so, or a couple of years max, and I was mm-hmm. like, what? what is this? Because at the time, I was struggling with major panic attacks. Um, and it was just kind of taking over my life where I couldn't go a week without a bad, without an attack. And I just like every other day was like, I would get this little period of like not being able to breathe easily. And it was just like, I had to work through it for a few minutes and it was just cutting into my life. And I'm like, if this can help you with, with that, like, I'm sure this can, you know, cure me of my anxiety and my panic attacks. Mm -hmm. So he introduced me to the doctor. His name is Dr. Dubin and he's in West LA. And within, I did four sessions and within two sessions, I was cured of panic attacks. Like I haven't had a panic attack in three years. And what this is, is it's a totally non-invasive brain therapy treatment that you, you're hooked up to an EEG and it's just, um, you know, the machine reads your brain waves. So what the machine just transmits an electrical impulse to your, to your brain to read the brain waves. And then it, and then the machine um, somehow through this electrical transmission, um, 
gets gets the blocks out of your brain. So it's kind of like Dr. Duman explains it like shaking a dead tree. You're getting like the dead leaves, shaking a tree, the dead leaves fall off. Right. It's kind of like unblocking your brain and creating a new pattern, new, new brain, uh, new neuro uh, patterns, pathways in your brain. Interesting. So is this also like for addictions too? like people who are smoking, they can't stop smoking and things like that? Yeah. And he uses it for, I mean, his patients are, have ADHD. They struggle with, um, with OCD, things like anxiety, depression, um, even, even brain injury, it's, it's improved, but it's interesting because after our brain is so we condition ourselves, um, like addictive patterns, we we condition our brain to think a certain way. And then it's, we always use the same neural pathways, right. To do the same things. So what this does is kind of build a new pathway or it does build a new pathway so that it's clear. It's a clear new pathway that our brain can go down. And by, by reinforcing the therapy, you know, you go back a few times and your brain gets used to going down that new pathway mm-hmm. instead of, instead of getting stuck in the anxiety pathway. So, to yeah. speak. so it unblocks your brain of those old patterns and creates like new space so that you can kind of restart. It's kind of like re- rebooting, rebooting the computer. Rebooting the computer. Yeah. I was just going to say, I could use some new neural pathways. <laughs> I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty fascinated by neuroplasticity. Like I, I do different yeah. workouts and things that require coordination that make me think about what I'm doing so that I can keep that alive. You know, it sounds like this is like 20 steps beyond that. Like you can do some things yourself, but you might need a professional to help shake the tree. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like I, if you don't, if you don't use it, you lose it literally like your brain shrinks. So <laughs> if you don't use it, um, so God, that's like your muscles, it's like a muscle. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the same. Yeah. It's the same idea. So, but it is interesting. You can do this yourself and you do, your brain does, you do have the power to create your own pathways. It's just, this is kind of a shortcut way. And it's a more intense way for people who really have been trying very hard. Um, but yeah, this is why. So what I do with my clients is I also build new pathways with them. That's what my coaching practice is all about. We go through a 90-day program. And, um, and that's what it is. It's getting rid of old habits and incorporating new ones. And it's making them feel really great about themselves so that they can attract a really great woman and that they can live a really great life and feel very full, fulfilled and feel very... Um, like they're making progress in all aspects of their life, not mm-hmm. just the relationships. But yeah. when you're in this state of learning new things and and growing your brain and feeling really good about your body and your mind, and then it's you're an attractive person, you know. Yeah. So it's like that's really what it is. It's like okay, let's let's do you. Like right away, I don't mm-hmm. focus. Okay, how, like what women can we attract you to? It's kind of like okay, how are you feeling? What's right. up with you? Like, tell me about you. That is the key. That's absolutely the key. You have to be happy as an individual in within yourself, yourself yeah. before you can be a good partner for anyone. And I think that that's yeah. a big mistake that a lot of my friends make and I've made um, is that you're trying to fill us a part of you that's missing or that isn't happy with someone else. And so that puts a lot yeah. of pressure on that person. And it's not right. And I think so many people make that mistake. They don't realize they're doing it. Of course, it's like a subconscious thing. Yeah. Um, where you're trying, to, you're trying to fill your own needs. Yeah, I think, like, you have to be filled in order to give, you know, so you have to fill up yourself, only you can fill up yourself. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'd say, I'd say you fill yourself up like 90 percent and then that other person can top you off you know yeah oh yeah i, I like the majority that of it is <laughs> yeah so they can bring you know they other people we want them to bring stuff to our life that we can't do ourselves and that's why it's, a partnership is so special 
Um, but at the same time, like you need to be able to make yourself happy and you need, you need to, you need to just be a happy person and you'll attract another happy person. And that's really, that's really all it is. It's, It's filling up your own, fill yourself up and then give what you can give the rest away to yeah. that person who deserves it. I love that so much, that idea of, of filling yourself up and then letting someone top it off. I'm sorry, my brain went down the wrong pathway <laughs> on that one. Um, yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> but it is I true. I think when you are, are happy and when things are going well, you're going to attract someone. Um, but also it helps you establish healthier boundaries. Like when you are full within yourself, at least I found this for myself, when I have gotten to a place where I'm really happy with everything that's going on in career and health and all of those things, and then I start dating, then I realize what's not going to work for me. And I don't try to settle or try to make something fit that isn't going to. So I love this idea of working on yourself and having your clients work on themselves before they start trying to go after someone else. Yeah. It was interesting because I had a client who couldn't get a date and couldn't, you know, he was, he was trying to date women and then he sort of gave up. And then once he started working with me, he would go on like three dates a weekend. And in this process, I would have him do like crazy work on himself. Like crazy, like he had like five new exercises to do a week on himself. And within 90 days, he ended up in an exclusive relationship with one woman after dating, like going on so many dates and, you know, telling me how each one went and, you know, what can I do better to improve this? And like, what went wrong here? We kind of like dissected each relationship and like what happened. Hmm. And then, yeah, he ended up like exactly 90 days is when he ended up with, with a woman he felt really good with. And, and he's like, Oh, we're exclusive now. And this is, oh, I love I that. Feel like, this is amazing. Like I didn't even think it would work, but like, I realized how much work I needed to do on myself in order to get her in my life. And it's just, mm-hmm. I thought that was so cool. I love a happy ending. In many yeah. different ways. Um, <laughs> my brain is like on the sex tip this morning. Um, okay. So <laughs> 90 days, you mentioned the brain 90. Is the biggest sex organ. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly with me today. <laughs> so you mentioned 90 days. Um, is that your typical coaching period? Like how does it work? Because I know you said you also have a promotion coming up uh, for one-on-one coaching and, and it is 90 days, but there are other packages as well, right? Yeah. I mean, I typically, I try to do 90 days because that's when you can really build a habit and build a new sense of focus in your life. At least I start with 90 days and my clients continue with me past 90 days. Mm -hmm. So because they're like, wait, I'm seeing progress. Why would I stop? You know? And it's kind of like in the beginning, the focus is all on them. So it really depends how much focus do you need on yourself? Because you know, the guys who work with me, they realize how much they need to work on themselves. It's not like they'll say, okay, let's speed it up, go to the next stage. It's like, okay, wait, now I have to figure out this. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, that means that. Okay, what can we do about this when it comes to me and, you know, how I think about this? So it's very much like they they see it. Once they start working with me, they totally get it. And they know, like, I'm not ready to attract her yet. Like, I want to finish working on me. Oh my God. So I love that you have this whole pool of men who are like awake oh my and God. conscious. You should have yeah. a little side business where you could hook up people like me with these nice guys. <laughs> <laughs> right? They're amazing. And that's why, oh, I just, I love them so much. And I'm just on Instagram every day, just like praising them. Because like, I think they're incredible. I think they're so incredible. And the fact that I have men you know, DMing me, asking me, how can I make women feel more safe? Or what can oh I do my to God. make them feel more comfortable on That's a date? That's the best and question like, oh I God. have ever fucking heard. Like, I that know. is, like, that is key. Women don't know that men are asking this. 
<laughs> oh my God. So to me, that's the key, really, is feeling yeah. safe. And not just that he's going to protect me, but I mean emotionally safe. You know, mm -hmm. that he's not going to just um, not try to talk through something and, you know, that kind of mm -hmm. thing. I want to feel emotionally safe. And I know a lot yeah. of other women who feel the same way. So, yeah, and it so takes time to get to that point because after all the bad experiences that you have, if you don't have the ability to go get direct neurofeedback, you're going to think and assume that this next guy is going to do that too, you know? Yeah. And so it takes a little while for you to trust someone new. So I love that your guys are saying, how can I make her feel more safe? I love that. That's amazeballs. Yeah. All of their questions are just amazing. They're so, like, yeah. they're so great. And women, there's so many women that don't realize there are men like this out there. Yeah. And I just see, you know, so many groups, you know, I search groups on Facebook and I just see all these comments that makes me, make me so sad because, you know, I feel so, I feel so much for these women. And it's just like, I feel like that you have pain and I'm so sorry you have pain, but it's like, you need to realize that there are men out there. There are good men out there. And it's just, yeah. some of them just, you know, gave up believing that because yeah. of their pain and because of their past. And it's yeah. just, we can and overcome that because we are in control. You know? Here's the thing though, for ladies out there listening, you cannot fix the guy. And this this has been a big lesson for me is like, I'll, I'll still stay with someone who's not doing the work and not yeah. willing to talk about it, you know, or if they do acknowledge it, but still not do the work. It's like, it's super frustrating. Like, you can't stick around and try to fix someone. They have to, as as you said earlier, Stephanie, like fill themselves up first. And so if you are ready for a relationship and someone else is not, then it's probably not a good time like don't try to force it mm -hmm. because both of you have to be in a good space to be willing to try a relationship and to be willing to work on a relationship right because I think it's yeah. way way easier to be single there are no lights being put on any bad parts of you and so you just go along and exist as though everything's perfect you know you think you're great everything's great until you try to date and then somebody shines a light on something and you're like oh uh uh, what did I do? Right. You know, I, I mean, like that kind of thing. That. Yeah, I never thought so about I think, it that way. Right? I didn't right. think it was a bad thing. Relationships help you grow, and so it's harder to be in them. And so that's yeah. why I think it's so because great. they force you to see things from another perspective, and that's not comfortable for us. So the majority of us don't want to see a part of, our, especially a part of ourselves, a different way because we just grew up thinking it was one way, and that's how we feel about it, and that's that. Yeah. But when someone questions it or someone makes you think of it differently, it's like, wait, what are you talking about? that makes me uncomfortable, go away. They're going to resent you, you know, then all those emotions right. come up and then, and then they hold it in and then they may not say anything until your next fight. And then it, then, then you get in a huge argument because you've been holding in all this stuff and it's just, yeah, it's hard. But I think there's, there's power in writing letters to each other too. Mm -hmm. What I tell um, people in relationships to, if you ever have something that you feel like you're like you're holding in and you, you want to, you want to tell them, but you don't want to start a whole fight. Just write a letter and just be like, you know, we don't have to talk about this again. I just, I'm just putting this out there yeah. and how it made me feel. One thing that you just made me think about, I have noticed that men only need to hear something one time and then they're done. But like women need to keep going through and processing and asking more questions. And she may ask the same thing like three times on different occasions in order to feel completely safe and a hundred percent. Right. And I think a lot of guys have trouble understanding that. So this goes back to gender intelligence, I would assume, where they just they feel like they've said it one time that should be enough and we're done with that issue. And like, no, that's not really the case. I'm not done. <laughs> 
I'm not done. So, I, you know, and I, I've butted heads with guys many, many times because of that very thing where it's like, I know you told me that you're not doing X, Y, Z, but I need to hear it again. And you need to be okay with telling me that again. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's especially when it comes to romance. This is something that a lot of guys mix up. It's like, oh, I, you know, I took her on a vacation. Like, so I'm good for a year. It's like, no, like <laughs> we, want, we want some more uh, that, you know, buy me flowers once in a while or like, you know, take me, you know, they have this idea that, you know, oh, I bought her a bouquet, so I don't have to buy her another bouquet for, you know, she should be good for a while. And that's how that's <laughs> they think, because they're like, the more, the bigger the flowers, the longer it lasts. Like, the oh nicer the vacation, the longer that lasts. Yeah, but for no. us, it's like, we appreciate more of the little things. Like, women typically appreciate, you know, so, small, little, nice gestures. Yes. Because we do like that reassurance. We do like, like a little to note, feel loved. you know? Yeah. Like Leave a little, little note. A hug when you come, like when we see each other, we haven't seen each other all day, like a little hug means the world to us. It means totally. more than, you know, more than the flashy things or the things that you think you need to do to impress us. Yeah. Like Although really those are good. Those, those are good too. Yeah, no, they're good too. They're good too. Yeah. <laughs> Mix it up. Mix it up. I think that's the takeaway. Yeah, both. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I love what you're doing, Stephanie. I love that you are passionate about helping men improve their relationships and, and getting to know themselves better and becoming more awake. That's like my my keyword of the day. Um, and so I encourage all of you out there listening, um, reach out to Stephanie, um, sgdatingcoach.com. Um, take advantage of her 90-day uh, one-on-one coaching just to get started and to you know get things on the right path for yourself. Connect with her on Instagram at Let's Talk relationships. And uh, Stephanie, any final thoughts for the folks out there listening that you want to leave them with today? I just want to tell them that, you know, my, my Instagram, I'm very active on my Instagram, but there I put out informative, like educational thoughts, like things to make you think and, you know, lessons revolving um, dating and how you can better improve your relationship with yourself and with others in general. So I think that's really beneficial. A lot of people say it helps them on a daily basis. So if you're, if you are struggling with, you know, trying to figure yourself out or figure out um, how to communicate better in the society we live in today, which is, you know, crazy with, with social media and all Mm -hmm. those, those quick fixes, it kind of grounds you a little bit. Like I, I try to come up with ways for you guys to just, you know, take it back to the basics and, and feel good about communicating and feel comfortable again, communicating and have, keep that confidence in yourself. And I think that's, it's so important is to just focus on yourself, love yourself, and then go out there and, and attract someone who feels the same. I love it. I love it so much. Stephanie, thanks again for taking time. Um, I'm so glad we connected. And definitely we yeah. should get together since we're both here in L.A., have lunch or coffee or something. And um, we should. We yeah, should. I have a lot of guys I could send to you as clients, too, that I'm thinking about. So uh, if oh, they're ready, awesome. yeah. if they're ready, send them I think over. that's they the key. They have to be ready, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. only take the ones who are ready. <laughs> Have a great topic you'd like to hear discussed on an upcoming episode of Nothing Off Limits? Email us at ideas at ladyfoxentertainment.com. In the meantime, please subscribe, rate the show, and go to ladyfoxentertainment.com to sign up for our email list and to check out our resources page. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time.